0: Grace, mercy, and peace to each one of you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you please bow your head with me? Dear Father, I pray that you would keep your promise this morning that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void or empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which you sent it, granted in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Just about forgot to say that. I'm, <clears throat> I'm starting a little sooner than I thought I was going to start because when I read the, uh, the little part of our bulletin there, I thought it said hymn 72 verses 1 through 3. And while you guys were singing confess, I was singing life giving breath. And so... <laughs> And all of a sudden it hit me, that doesn't sound like breath, that sounds like S, fess, you know, confess. And I thought, ooh, I'm on the wrong verse. Got to get up there sooner than I thought. Speaking of wisdom, which is what we're going to talk about today, (laughs) I may not be the best example. In fact, I know I'm not the best example. But we, uh, we have this idea, don't we, that as people grow older... They just naturally grow wiser, and that is why I think it is so disappointing when you run across an old fool, isn't it? Don't you think? We just naturally think people are going to get wiser, but it doesn't occur for everyone. Some people are no wiser when they're 70 years old or 80 years old than they were when they were 12. That's sad, isn't it? Have you met people like that? I've met people like that. The way they look at life is the same way they looked at life when they were young. Things haven't changed in their mind. We often think it naturally occurs, but not for everyone. And that's really sad because wisdom is exceedingly valuable. Uh, <clears throat> our lesson for this morning speaks about wisdom, and it especially speaks about a type of wisdom that we run across a lot in the scriptures. It is a godly wisdom, and what I'd like to do is read our passage for this morning, which is found in Proverbs chapter 2, beginning verse, with verse 1, and then we'll talk about it for a few minutes. It begins this way, my son, <laughs> I'm already going to stop. My son, after two words, there we are stopping, who is speaking, my son, and to whom is the speaker speaking? Well, Proverbs chapter 2 is actually a continuation of the latter part of chapter 1 of Proverbs, and the the person who is speaking switches in chapter 1 from Solomon, who begins... To wisdom, later on in chapter 1. And it is wisdom, actually, who is speaking. And wisdom is personified here. So wisdom is speaking, and to whom is wisdom speaking? And, well, that's probably easy enough to guess. It's you and me. So wisdom is speaking to you and me. And it, and it, it says my son here, but it says it in such a way that it applies to all of us, both male and female, not just sons, And so now let's continue with our our passage, shall we? My son, this is wisdom speaking. My son, if you accept my words, that's wisdom's words, and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your hearts to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as for hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Remember, we said this is a godly type of wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. As we read this passage, as I read it anyway, three questions come into my mind that are begging to be asked. And the first one is this. What is wisdom? And secondly, why should I want it? And thirdly, how do I get it? And so the first question was, what is wisdom? There are lots of definitions of wisdom online. I'd like to to read a couple of them to you. The first one that that, uh, somebody said, it is discernment. Wisdom is discernment. Well, that's true enough, isn't it? There's a definition that I like better than that. And it is this, it is the appropriate application of knowledge. Isn't that a good one? That's a a great definition, I think. The appropriate application of knowledge. Who thinks these things up? You know, these, these great definitions like that. What does the Bible say? Well, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So apart from God, there is none of this wisdom, is there? At least not this this godly wisdom that we're talking about. And so we might say that wisdom is the appropriate application of the knowledge of the things of God. And that describes what this wisdom is. Well, why why does it uh, have to be somebody that knows God who has this kind of wisdom? Can't somebody in this world also have wisdom? Well, Uh, Of course, there is a wisdom about the things of this world that some people have. We see lots of those people in uh, positions in our government, you know, in the State Department in those kinds of places. But true wisdom recognizes that, above all else, the things of this world are going to be gone in a few years, right? Just think of something in your life that you have, have worked hard on in years past. Maybe you built your own computer. That's a great example. You built your own computer, and you're so proud of it. And then, you know what? Three years later, it's old and clunky, and and you're thinking, man, i got to get me a new one, right? They pass away. They do not last very long, the things of this world. And so, it is wise, or it is not wise, rather, to make the pursuit of the things of this world our main purpose. Should we pursue the things of this world? Of course, but that's not our main purpose. Our main purpose is to pursue the things of God. Now, secondly, why should I want wisdom? Well, let me tell you some reasons. Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy is the man who who finds wisdom. And so, connected with wisdom is happiness. It has the capacity to bring happiness to the person who has it. Especially when you make decisions, difficult decisions in life, right? It's nice to have that kind of wisdom when you have to make those decisions and then you see that the result turned out well later on, you know? Proverbs 24 says, My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. Wisdom is valuable. Proverbs 16 says, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. If wisdom is the appropriate application of the knowledge of godly things, wouldn't it be wonderful to have more of it when we face difficult decisions? So how do we get more of it? How do we get more of this wisdom? And you know what? The Bible actually gives us several ways To get this wisdom. The first one is simply to value wisdom highly. Prize it. To want it. That's the first one. Proverbs 4, 8 says, prize her, that's wisdom, highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Secondly, and this is probably the most obvious, pray for wisdom. James says in the New Testament, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, there's a promise right there. God promises to give wisdom to the person who asks him. Fourthly, and likewise, uh, the Bible itself is filled with wisdom. It's God's word, and when we fill ourselves with it, when we hear it, when we read it, then we gain wisdom by it. Our lesson says this, by the Lord, I'm sorry, let me start over again, that the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth, now what comes out of his mouth? His word, just like words come out of our mouth. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Luther said this about wisdom, that Solomon, Solomon calls folly all that proceeds without God's word and works. A fool is one who presumptuously guides himself by his own mind and notions. But all of this presupposes one thing, and that is that we have a relationship with God. And there's only one way for that relationship to happen— and, uh, for, and that is for God to establish it. And so God established that relationship by sending his son, Jesus. Jesus was God the Son, and God sent him to this earth to take upon himself our nature, human nature, and become a man. And that's what he did. And he lived in the place of human beings. He lived in my place. He lived in your place. Now, why did he do that? Well, he did that as a substitute. He did that as my substitute and your substitute. Why? Well, because I haven't always followed God's law. The Bible says that God's laws are wise, but I've done a lot of foolish things. I've sinned a lot of sins in my life. And my guess is that you have too. So Jesus came, and he followed that law without sinning. Everything he did was wise. If you want want evidence of it, just read the Gospels and see what he said when he's confronted and, uh, and what he did. Look at his actions and his words. And so Jesus lived in your place and mine a perfect life, and then he died on the cross to pay the penalty for the sins that I have committed. And he says, whoever believes on me has everlasting life. Trust him, won't you? Why not in the quietness of your own heart reconfirm that trust this morning and simply say, I do believe you, Lord. You are my Savior. Thank you. Jesus said this, and we'll conclude with this. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And when the rains came and the floods came and beat against that house, the house did not fall. May God grant that for you and me. Amen. And so we would pray together, or we we would pray, but bow our heads together and pray. Gracious Father, grant your wisdom to us, Keep your promise to give us that wisdom. We ask for it now. Guide us and direct us by your Holy Spirit himself that we may not exalt ourselves but humbly fear you with our whole hearts and keep your word. Help us first to place our hope and confidence in your son, Jesus Christ, who alone is our righteousness and our redeemer so that we may finally obtain eternal salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. Amen.